in the name of the one holy and living God. So yes, Christ is risen. Alleluia. It is Eastertide, and today we started a whole new chapter of worship, our first Sunday service in person in over a year. So maybe what we should be proclaiming is worship is risen. Worship is rising. We now have two services, and some of us are greeting each other here online, and some of us greeted each other this morning in person. What a huge, huge wow it is that this transition into a new way of worshiping together is happening in Easter, this time of resurrection when Christ is risen. I'm frankly stunned this is actually happening. Vaccinations making it possible to tiptoe into physical presence with one another. And technology is still making it possible for us to keep gathering online as we have all year. This is the living presence of the risen Christ with us at all times, in all places, on the patio, in the courtyard, and right here online. And this is what we celebrate in Easter. We're beginning a new chapter in our life with God, just as the disciples, those early, early years, began a new chapter in their life. But it isn't always that easy to wrap ourselves around this reality that Christ lives. In the Gospels, Jesus appears after his death again and again to the disciples. And each time he appears, they're stunned. And today when he appears, They are initially startled and terrified, asking themselves, is he a ghost? Nope. Touch me and see, he says. Then he asks, do you have anything to eat? They're joyful, yet still disbelieving, excited, yet befuddled. This new chapter in the lives of God's children begins right then, a chapter that that declares that nothing can kill God. No amount of murder, oppression, violence can stop God from being with us because God lives. God is active in the world and tangible in the world. And for us, just like the disciples, the experience of this reality can be confusing. It can be a jumbled up mix of joyfulness and disbelief, of hope, yet also some fear. Especially when we hold it up with the harsh realities of life today, the harsh reality of the pandemic we've been living with for over a year, and so many of the harsh realities of the world, especially this week. I mean, we had seventh grader Adam Toledo, and 20-year-old Dante Wright shot and killed by law enforcement. And then mass shootings just this month, Indianapolis on Thursday night, eight people murdered. April 7th in South Carolina, six murdered. April 3rd in North Carolina, three murdered. March 26, Tennessee, three dead, and then the Colorado grocery shooting with 10 people dead. 
And then if you tally up the numbers of mass shootings where four or more people were injured or killed just in the last month, guess how many there were? There were at least 45 mass shootings. It's reported by CNN in conjunction with the Gun Violence Archive. And in 2021, at least 147. And the majority of whom, like the police shootings, are black and brown, Asian, indigenous, people of color who are being killed or being injured. I could probably spend all day diving into dimensions of modern day life and stats of horrible corners that are crying out for the justice and power of God's liberative, merciful love. So many parts of our world crying for transformation and for justice. The modern day chapter of resurrected life, new life needs to be written. And today's gospel gives us a clue to a dynamic we can engage when to help write the chapters ahead. Jesus' resurrected presence comes to the disciples without bidding. It's freely given. It's a gift to the disciples, to us. They didn't pray really hard and to have him come back and boom, he appeared. His presence is a gift, an omnipresent gift. And yet this presence also comes with an invitation. He asked the disciples, do you have something to eat? Can we share a meal together? In their case, a meal of broiled fish. But the question is, can we engage in a relationship with Christ as individuals and also as a community? Can we engage in a relationship with Christ that feeds his presence in the world? And when we do, when we start to engage as the disciples do, Jesus opens their minds to who he really is through scripture. He opens their minds to scripture to understand that he is the fulfillment of God's promise. For scripture, in the words of the Reverend Dr. Joy J. Moore, scripture points to the promise of God showing up to a people who keep walking out of the story that God is writing us into. Jesus is that promise come to life. And through Jesus, God is alive. Through Jesus, God is working on behalf of wholeness and community and unveiling new chapters, new chapters that we can engage with. And at the end of today's reading, Jesus commissions the disciples to be witnesses. We are to share and to live into the presence and power of God in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of despair and death. And here at St. A's, as tough as this pandemic chapter has been, we have been doing this. We have been sharing love from the get-go. We have been showing up for one another and showing up especially for those in our lives beyond church. And we've done this as best as we have been able, despite our level of sickness or health, despite struggles we've many of us have had financially, struggles with grieving, with depression, with anxiety. 
And wherever we've been, body and mind or spirit, we have not given up because we know Christ lives. And in Christ, we live. And we can live into this emerging chapter of life with the living presence of Christ. So this is what, when we say Jesus is risen, this is what it's all about, engaging with the transformative power of God's love. Howard Thurman wrote that the contradictions of life are not final or ultimate. Because God is a giver of forgiveness and mercy, ever ready to offer shalom, peace, the possibility and promise that order, well-being, compassion, and love might yet prevail. When I look out at the world through the lens of God's promise, through the lens of scripture, and through the lens of the living presence of Christ, I do see glimmers of God's love in what often seems like a bottomless pit of racism, gun violence, and the other evils of this world. I see just this week, saw the great work of the Ethical Society of Police in St. Louis. They're a union of what they call black and blue law enforcement officers. And their mission is to stand up for what is right instead of instinctively standing up for what is loyal. Standing up for what is right with compassion and with truth. Wow. And just this week, 15 years after being fired for intervening when a fellow officer was beating and choking a black man that he was arresting, Officer Cariel Horn got justice. For 15 years, she fought for justice. 15 years, she worked to pass a law called Duty to Intervene in Buffalo, New York, her city. That law requires officers to intervene when there is unreasonable force. And that law also gives those officers who were previously fired for not being loyal, for intervening, gives them the right to appeal. And just weeks after her, more months after her, after the passing of that law, Cariel Horn appealed her firing, got, re, got her pension, got her back pay. This is God's good work. This is the living work of Christ among us. This is the living work that we are all called to do. We all have impact on different dimensions of our lives, and we all have that divine call within us to serve, to help write these new chapters with Christ. So today is a big Alleluia day. Today is a day to keep saying Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Christ is here with us and among us, now and always. Amen.